It's summer reading program. Whoop whoop. <laughs> <laughs> that whoop whoop was my special guest, Kate Miller. Kate, welcome back. Hey, thanks for having me. This is your quickest turnaround, I want to say, because Patricia Probably. Briggs wasn't that long ago. No, it really wasn't. Have you read any more Patricia Briggs books since we last talked? No, because I've read them all. I'm up to date. Are you completely caught I up? I am completely caught up oh, with like everything she's ever written. That's rough. Yes. But I, I think her next one is due to release March of next year, maybe. Because both series are still going, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So She's got it, the Alpha and Omega and the Mercy Thompson. Is it more? It's more than one a year, isn't it? Um, I think it's about one each series. Oh, I see. Like okay. like this year, she had the Alpha and Omega. Next year, I think she'll have the Mercy Thompson. Got it. And then uh, sometimes she flip flops, but she did go a couple of years with Mercy Thompson there. So okay, we'll see what happens. Well, I mean that's that's essentially like a bookmark segment. So why don't we just roll right into it? So, Kate, what have you been reading then, if you're all caught up on Patricia Briggs? Uh, I mean, I've been reading most heavily what we're talking about today. That's true. Oh, I guess we should tell the nice people what we're talking about today. We're in the midst of the Tales and Tales summer reading program, so we wanted to... Sorry. <laughs> no, I'm going to record that and make that a recurring sound. Every time you say Tales and Tales, I'm just going to say whoop, whoop. I no. like it. Okay. I think we should make that a requirement across the library. Oh, that would be so Don't much you think? fun. I think it would be. Uh, so anyway, it's the Tales and Tales whoop, whoop. summer reading program. And so we chose the Warrior series by Aaron Hunter. And this is an expansive, long-running series. It that, is a whole universe. That is beloved. So we're, we're going to get into that because I learned some stuff. <laughs> so much. Researching for this podcast. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I too have been reading Aaron Hunter Warrior books. Outside of that, anything else Outside has, of uh, that, has um, uh, made, the, made, your, made high points in your reading list? We, uh, I, I know I've said before on the podcast, we read as a family yes. at bedtime. Cute. Um, we read The Mouse and the Motorcycle. Love it. Beverly Cleary. That's probably my favorite Beverly Cleary. It was so good. Yeah. I, I think I read it when I was younger, but honestly, rereading it now, I was like, I don't know if I did, mm-hmm. but it was so good. We all loved it. We all loved Ralph. You know, I confused that with Stuart Little for the longest time. Right? I thought most of my, like most of the memories that I have of Stuart Little <laughs> are really The Mouse and the Motorcycle. You know, they're both good though. So <laughs> yes, whatever. Right. It's all You're good. Right. Is Stuart Little E.B. White? Yes. Okay. That's what I thought. I hope so. Yes. <laughs> no, I'm pretty certain. Charlotte's Web is such a good book. I know that's off topic, Ooh. but it's really, it's just, it feels modern. It's it so does. well written. It, it doesn't get old. That's no. the thing. No, it doesn't at all. Anyway. It's, it's heavy, but. It is heavy. It's good. Yes. Like um, these warrior books. Yeah. Well, that's heavy in a whole different way. <laughs> um, so we finished that not long ago yeah. and we've started slowly. This It hasn't been a great time for reading for us. We've been getting to bed too late. Mm. But um, we are reading the mixed up files of Mrs. Basil E. Frankweiler. Oh, I don't know that. By E.L. Konigs- Konigsberg. All right. Um, it's one that I read when I was younger. Okay. It's these two kids decide to run away from home and go live in the Metropolitan Museum of Art. Mm-hmm. And it's I just remember enjoying it so much as a kid. And I was like, all right, let's try this one. But it's kind of weird because it's told from this other person's point of view. And when you start it out, you don't know who this other person is. I mean, yeah. it's Mrs. Basilie Frankweiler. Okay. Sure. But why does she know about these two kids that mm. decide to run away to the Metropolitan Museum of Art? Okay. So it's kind of a slow start. Yeah. And I'm hoping my kids end up liking it, but because I remember loving it, mm-hmm. so we'll see. We'll see how that goes. That's always that's that's like revisiting childhood favorites in movies and things. It can Ooh. be very dangerous. It can be very dangerous yeah. at this point. My son has been getting into the great illustrated classics, which which oh, both my nice. wife Hillary and I loved as kids. Yeah. And so I didn't know that it would hold like a, you know an attachment for him, but he's got those. Remember the little tiny paperback versions of those? Yep. Hillary found a whole box of hers from, from when she was little, Aww. and he was very excited about it. So we've read Captain's That's Courageous. Awesome. We started David Copperfield, but parents just keep dying in that. And he Ooh. was kind of like, mm. Yeah, I so can't blame him. I would probably on. be the same way. We're moving on from David Copperfield. I'm still reading the original, but he's, there you go. he's moving on to something with less dead parents. May- maybe later on so in life, fewer, that won't be quite fewer. so horrible maybe <laughs> i don't really know if that's true but all right so those those are your family books has there been any have you had any time for yourself uh because oh, i feel like i've only been reading book club books 
you know? Yeah. (laughs) Well, and again, like, I I mean, we're obviously going to talk about summer reading programs. That's where a lot of my brain power has been going. That makes sense. Um, But I did pick up, you know, we we both read the uh, Warriors (laughs) graphics that are in front (laughs) of me here. And we're kind of chuckling about. Um, But I also picked up another book in one of her series called Brave Lands. Okay. And I'm like halfway through that. Lions? Yes. It's a lion. It's it's a lion, uh, baboon and an elephant all come together. Okay. I'm not far enough to really see the whole, all of those strings coming together, but it's enjoyable. Okay. Honestly, a little bit more than these have been. Mm. I don't know if that's the graphic More versus. modern, probably. It that's could be. Thing. Yeah. So, so I'm, I'm enjoying it. It's just slow going because of everything else that's going on, you know? Okay. Uh, I also have some applicable uh, recent reading that I've done. That doesn't mean I've read good things. Recently, no, that's okay. It's that, not uh, required. Yeah, <laughs> things that things that are at least relevant to the topic. So I read our book club book for this month, which was "The Art of Racing in the Rain" by Garth Stein. Have you no, read this or seen I the movie haven't. or anything? I know I've heard a lot about it. I've heard a lot about it as well. It's narrated by the dog, hmm. and that's not a deal breaker. But I do think you got to work a little harder if you're going to sell a book that's narrated by a dog. I could imagine. Uh, I hated it. Oh, no. I thought it was so bad. It was like, <laughs> this is a real sticking point for me where I, f- I feel like the tone is incongruous with the method of the of this, like the story delivery. Sure. And so the level of story that it was being narrated by a dog was, was hard for me to get over. It but wasn't I, just like scratch my belly and give no, me kibble. No, like, it was, it was, it was some like a s- lot of sad stuff, a lot mm. of dark stuff, some straight up weird stuff, <laughs> but I could almost roll with that if it wasn't, in my opinion, just kind of poorly written like the structure of the story is sort of like all these sad things happen but if you just keep persevering maybe all of your problems will magically be fixed no you know and so it's (laughs) like things happen and i'm like okay well i get why you needed that to happen but i don't think you really like earned that Mm. i don't know maybe i'm putting too much into it but i well, it is a dog narrating it. it so, <laughs> but I read a mystery that was narrated by a dog. How ma- okay, how many do- how many books out there are narrated by dogs? Well, lots. I've read three. <gasps> I read I don't one of those. Know that I knew that. Yeah, I read one of those W. Bruce Cameron books, that, like a dog's. Yeah, like a dog's purpose. Home. Dog's yeah, journey. Maybe it was a dog's one purpose. of those things. Okay. That was also weird too. Because was that an adult book? Yes. Okay. Because in that one, I see now I got to look it up which one it was, but I got that for Christmas because I do like dog books. You sure. know, I mean, I'm, I'm a sucker for that kind of thing, especially around the holidays. Like you a dog love your holiday Christmas. books. Come on now. <laughs> a Dog's Way Home is the one I read. Okay. Uh, it was kind of a homeward bound kind of a story. Oh, sure. Where the dog is like separated from his owner is trying to get across. But it was like weirdly kind of dark. Like there's at one point where the dog is like lost in a town and uh, gets tied to a man who then dies. Aww. And so the dog is just like tied to a corpse. And I'm like, this oh isn't gosh. cute. You know what I mean? He's like dragging around a dead body. Oh my gosh. Like, what is this book that you're doing? Why would anybody do that? I don't know. But I read one. I can't even remember what. I don't can't remember what it's called. It was a Chet and Chet and Bernie. Chet and Bernie. A Chet and Bernie mystery called Dog On It by Spencer Quinn. That one worked because it knew what it was doing. That's it crazy. knew how to tell a story as told by a dog. But I don't. I don't know that I've ever considered. I, I probably don't read enough adult fiction, obviously. But I'm like, really, there are adult books for, narrated by dogs. Well, like I, I'm just so in the juvenile YA children's world. Yeah, that's why you got to be really careful with the kind of story you want to tell. Yeah. it worked super well for the mystery. Less so on this art of racing in the rain. So. Oof. We'll see. We'll see. Okay. Because looking at the reviews, it seems like either you feel like I do, that this is a sure. really stupid book, or you're like <laughs> sobbing and five-starring it. Ugh. So it's going to be an interesting book club, I think. Yeah. We'll see how that goes. It's always nice to get those where it's like totally one way or the other, yeah. how people are going to feel. Oh, yeah. I- I'm waiting to see if you guys come to Fisticuffs. You we'll, know. See. <laughs> we'll see what happens. What do you mean? This was the best book ever. The other one I read for a system-wide book club uh, was When You Trap a Tiger by <gasps> Tay Keller. That was so good. Oh, you read this one? I did read okay. that one. What what did you think? It was so sad. Yes. I mean, it was a very normal kind of sad. Yes. But it was just so sad. It was. The things that the poor little girl had to yeah. kind of endure. Yeah. And it's not that small children aren't enduring cancer treatments oh, sure. and, yeah. and, you know, dementia mm-hmm. and, and those kind of things on the daily basis anyway. Yeah. 
But oh, it broke my heart. Yeah. No, I agree. I think it was a it was a much more effective book than uh, The Art of Racing in the Rain. Well, good. Well, it wasn't told by a dog <laughs> and either. This so. one Newberry was it? What did it win? This was Newberry. It was yep. a Newberry. Yeah, and I think it was very deserving of it. I, I think do it, too. you know, the way it incorporated other cultures and yep. the way it handled very serious topics without ever being heavy. Like I didn't yeah. feel it was heavy. You know, it no. took it took things seriously. Basically, a family moves across the country, is it? To I believe so, yeah. To take care of uh, their ailing grandmother. And then, you know, the youngest daughter and the grandmother have this really special connection. Yes. And you sort of explore the relationship and the grandma's failing health through that lens. Um, and I think it just works really well. I think she so, did a really good job I writing agree. that. Yep. So that's what I've been up to. I'm trying for the second time to read Dune, Frank Herbert's really? Dune, you know. Why'd you give it up the first time? I, you know, I bought a three pack of the books in a little box set in an antique store when I was in college. And oh. I was like, I'm going to read Dune. <laughs> and I just found it really dense. And it's one of those books where you have to keep flipping to the glossary to find out what, oh, what is this word? It's and you a flip research to the book, essentially. That was my okay. experience. Okay. And at the time I was in college, you know, doing I, very research heavy, you know, majors and Absolutely. minors. And I was like, I don't want to work for no. this. And I'm still a little impatient with it now. But a good friend of mine, Sarah, was like, you got to, you know, power through it. So I'm, I'm going to do it. Well, this good time. for you. I'm determined. I'm older. I'm wiser. There, we, we can only hope, I'm right? I'm not in college. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So we'll see. We'll see how that one goes. You're not, you're not much into sci-fi. Not a ton. A little bit of fantasy. With Definitely fantasy. But I, I don't, I don't turn, lean toward the uh, sci-fi part of it, though. I did, um, in connection with the Aaron Hunter books today, <laughs> I did pick up another graphic uh, by Tui T. Sutherland, which okay. is Aaron Hunter. Oh. It's a pen name. Yeah. So the um, uh, the dragon ones, Wings of Fire. Okay. Who almost didn't come uh, to yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the first one is called Dragon Out of Prophecy, and okay. I read through that one. Also, I don't know if her books translate well into graphics. Mm. I don't know if that's it, or maybe I just don't like... The way she writes them. So I, I've got to get through the Brave okay. Lands one. And then see. And then I'll, I'll see. See how it goes. How things really go. Okay. Well, let's roll into some book news. Look into the future to see what it proves. It's time for book news. <laughs> that one's so peppy. Little ukulele. <laughs> I love it. Here we go. I, you know, since we're, since we're talking Aaron Hunter today, I figured we would do the children's middle grade hardcover. Are you ready for this, Kate? Ah, uh, okay. I'm on the edge of my seat. I'm Number ready. Number 10. Amari and the Knight Brothers, on the list for 20 weeks by B.B. Alston. Amari Peters competes for a spot in the Bureau of Supernatural Affairs. I love the what? cover. Very cool. I gotta see. Oh, that is cool. There's a lot going on. Right? Uh, I don't like the cover on this. <laughs> but Ground Zero is coming in at number nine, 14 oh. weeks on the list by Alan Gratz. That's a tough one. Parallel storylines of Brandon and Rashmina take place on September 11th in 2001 and 2019. Heavy. That is heavy. Heavy stuff. 20th anniversary coming up, though, so yeah. that's, that's yeah, timely. Yeah, 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 it makes sense. Uh, number eight, 59 weeks on the list, The One and Only Bob by oh. Catherine Applegate, illustrated by Patricia Castileo. In the sequel to The One and Only Ivan, Bob sets out on a dangerous journey in search of his long-lost sister. Our, our old colleague, Eric Mickles, huge Catherine Applegate fan. Yes. So pour one out for Eric. <laughs> <laughs> we did a whole spotlight on, on Catherine Applegate. It was yes. the last episode of the All the Books show that we recorded in the library. We saved oh, snap. Catherine Applegate for So yes, emotional, <laughs> obviously. Have you read The One and Only Bob? I have, oh, yes. Did you love it? No, sorry. I read The One and Only Ivan. I Ivan haven't read was this good. one yet. I think I liked Ivan a little better than Bob, but that okay. might just be me. All right. So if you decide to pick it up. I didn't feel particularly like after reading that one, I was like, I got to have a sequel. No. But, um, does it, but it works pretty well, you think? I think it works okay. okay. If I had to guess, I feel like fans were probably like, we need more of these stories. Yeah. I wouldn't have chose Bob. Okay. That's my thing. I like Bob. Yes. But I would have rather heard from like Stella, mm -hmm. the elephant, mm -hmm. and, and heard some of her life story. Yeah. But, I mean, I like Bob. If, if yeah. she decides to go on, I would like to hear about the elephants, though, instead. Have you heard any rumbles? Like, is she going I to go I haven't. On? Okay. But, I mean, again, well, I guess that one came out a little over a year ago. So, yeah. maybe she's working on something. Yeah, but, still fairly maybe. recent. Uh, number seven on the list. Three weeks here. The Game Master, Summer Schooled, by Matt and Rebecca Zamolo. Rebecca Zamolo takes on the Game Masters, who threaten to ruin summer. 
It's fun. No, not telling you much, but sounds fun. Yeah. Six weeks on the list. Best Nerds Forever by James <laughs> Patterson. I'm doing the juvenile oh, list, and I still got to talk about James Patterson. Still got He gets them all. By James Patterson and Chris Grabenstein. As mm. it, it sounds like a handsy Frankenstein, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Hey now, Grabenstein. <laughs> that's a pretty good, I mean, that's a good Halloween burn. You know? uh, as a ghost, Finn attempts to solve his own murder. Hmm. Okay. I could see that being a James Patterson, though. I like, could. that makes yeah. sense. Uh, yeah. Number five, 32 weeks on the list. And I don't know a lot about this, but I have a feeling that you will, so you can okay. school me on it. I hope so. The Ichabog by J.K. Rowling. Uh, a fearsome yeah. monster threatens the kingdom of Cornucopia. You want to be stunned here? Yeah. I haven't read it yet. What? I haven't. That's weird. Uh, yeah. Okay. I, uh, honestly, I, I'm not... J.K. Rowling's not my favorite person well, right now. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, That's I got so it hard. for the library so because hard. all of her, I mean, her stuff checks out. She's yeah. a great writer. But personally, I've been like, I'm going to take a break. JK. I understand. I understand. So, and I just don't know. I don't know. I feel like somehow as a society, we have to make a decision on how we separate art and artists. Yes. You know, because absolutely. every time something like this comes up, it, it becomes a real balancing act. Yes, it does. Like, and I think she is particularly a difficult one to do because you can't deny the tremendous impact her books have had on at this point generations yes. of young readers. Cause I you mean, know? Lily, Lily just finished the seventh book of the Harry Potter series for the first time for the first and time. And she's how old? She will be 13 in October. Okay, so, and she loves it. Yeah. She shot the seventh book and said, all right, I want to read it again. Yeah. So like, and that's not my impact. Like, yes, I started it. Yes. yes. I might've encouraged it, but she grabbed it. So like yeah. the, the series itself resonates yeah. through generations, yeah. as you said. But then I also have to be like, well, you're being a little hypocritical kind of too. So I'm taking a step back. Understood. I, I don't discourage anybody who wants to read yeah. by her or support her. Well, I but think that's what it always comes who, down to, right? I mean, yeah. with something like this, it's got to be a personal choice. Like if you can kind of, you know, make that work in your head. And, and I've, I know I've certainly done that. Yeah, absolutely. You know, with authors I mean, there's been a lot I, of stuff that comes out that yeah. it's like, whoa. Yeah. So I don't know. It's always, it's, it's tough to navigate. And I it wish is. that there was a more universally accepted, this is a way you handle It's just such a great area. Situations. It is. Always. I, I don't know what this is. Is it, a, it's not a full novel, right? I, it is. Oh, it is. Uh, okay. I think it was something, if I remember when she started talking about publishing it, it was something that she'd started before the Harry Potter books. I see. And then must have caught okay. you know the 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 story of Harry Potter yeah. saw that through and then revisited Interesting. this but okay. i don't know a ton about it either so mm. but it it is still on my to be read list it yeah. just has bumped down a little Understood. bit okay <laughs> all right uh number 6 uh no sorry number 4 but 6 weeks on the list stamped for kids by Jason mm, Reynolds yes. and Ibram McSendi and mm. Sonia Cherry Paul an adaptation of stamped for younger readers I, I'm a fan of Jason Reynolds. I actually haven't read even the, the older version of this. Are you familiar with this? I haven't okay. either, but can I tell you, I kind of love that they're doing that now. It's fun. Taking yeah. like the adult nonfiction and kind of just bringing them back mm-hmm. a little bit yeah. to make them for young readers. They've done that with a handful of books they lately, have. and I think yeah, it's they, a great they idea. They always seem to work, too. Yes. It, it seems to. Whoever's doing it, enjoy. keep it up. You're doing a great job. <laughs> oh, here we go. An Old Faithful, 301 weeks on the <laughs> list, coming in at number three, Wonder by R.J. Palacio. Oh Boy with a facial deformity starts school pretty reductive uh, yeah. <laughs> summary for that because book, it's been 300 and some weeks yeah. everybody knows what yeah. it's about like well that's like crawdads you know like yeah. you just gotta yeah you know the one where this happens <laughs> have you read wonder i have did this win our picture book not picture book but our, our book madness it did win it one won. of the book madnesses okay, yes so. yeah number two new this week that's exciting oh the islanders by mary alice monroe and angela may jake spends the summer on dewey's island south carolina with his grandmother that's that? That's it. Yeah. Hmm. And it actually, the the cover of this book looks like a like a Fern Michaels book or like a Fanny <laughs> Flag book. So I don't know. Oh, yeah. Doesn't it? Oh, yeah. yeah. Definitely took a page out of that book. <laughs> uh, number one on the list. Oh, Alan Gratz back again. Hmm. We had him on here for uh, Ground, Ground Zero. Zero. But here he is with Refugee. Three children in three different conflicts look for safe haven. Been on the list 135 weeks. Holy smokes. Do you read a lot of J fiction? Not as much. Mm-hmm. I, I do tend to pick it up, especially if something new comes across the desk. I'm like, oh, what's that about? Yeah. It's, it's a lot of times it's nice for a lighter read. Yes. So those are the ones I gravitate toward. I, 
used to think that I read more YA than junior level. And then for past episodes, I split those in my Goodreads <laughs> to kind of see like where everything falls. And I have read a lot more than I thought that I did. So yeah. I don't think any on this list I was really like, oh, I definitely have to read that, though. I hate to give it to James Patterson, but I was kind of like, let's see this ghost solve right? his own murder. That one, that was probably the most that interesting, interesting little blurb there. I also kind of like that Henry Winkler series about the kid with a ghost friend. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Henry Winkler. I didn't know. Yeah. I didn't know that he wrote anything. He does. Yeah. That's kind of oh, yeah, cool. Yeah. He's got a, he's got that one. And he's got a couple of series that are very uh, long running and we're relatively popular, at least in my old library. I guess I haven't seen a ton of them here, so maybe they've waned in popularity. Maybe we just need to bring them back. Maybe. They need to come back fonds. around. Yeah, for the fun. <laughs> okay. Well, now's the time. Uh, now's the time, Kate. The reason why we're here uh, is part of the Tales and Tales. Wop wop. So <laughs> that, that was a decidedly different that sound. That's what I meant to say. I don't know what that was, but whoop, whoop. that's better. That yeah. That was the one. <laughs> wop, wop wop was like the store brand. <laughs> Wop wop. I was thinking about a couple of those write ups. Like, Wonder is still on the best list. Wop wop. Uh, but the Tales and Tales. Whoop whoop. All right. So, I don't even remember how we got to this. It was your idea. It Warriors. was. So, I'm sorry about that. No, that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. Um, I learned some interesting facts about this. Maybe you know off the top of your head, but do you were you aware of how old this series was? I want to say early 2000s. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. I don't know why, but I guess because there's so many of them and I feel like they've just been a part of the conversation yes. for so long. I really thought that these were books that were like 1984. Really? I, I did. I thought they've just like been around forever. Well, and if you look at these illustrations on the graphics. Well, that's another thing. <laughs> that, yes. Kind of. They do. I would, that would support that. Even the books themselves have a very like retro kind of vibe, which is bit. maybe what I'll they're give going that. for. So many series here. There are, yeah. there are so many series. Let me tell you what we got. <laughs> Warriors, The Prophecy Begins. Warriors, The New Prophecy. Uh -huh. Warriors, Power of Tree. No, three. That makes more <laughs> sense. Power of Tree. I was like, Power of Tree. That, that could make sense, though, after reading this. Warriors, Omen of the Stars. Dawn of the Clans. A Vision of Shadows. The Broken Code. A Starless Clan. A Starless Clan is coming in 2022. That's the new one coming up. But that's not even getting into the side series. No. There's so many. There's there's what all the Seekers books mm -hmm. and what's the one you're you're reading? Uh, Bravelands. Bravelands. So there's Warriors, Seekers, Survivors, Bravelands, and mm -hmm. each of these splinter out into their own thing. So I do think the Warriors with the cats is the biggest yeah. part of her writing. Oh, so, definitely. Right? Yeah. Yes, but I think the Seekers. I would probably put it in like second position. Probably. Since like those are relatively because those are those are the bears, right? Yes. And then what is it? Survivors, Survivors. is dogs? I is that? I could be boy. wrong on that. I think so. Either way, it's all animals though. It is. Yeah. So like when we were talking about we need a summer, you know, like let's do a summer reading podcast. Yeah. We'll talk about something like this was the first one. That I was to. like, oh, well, clearly Definitely. she's first choice. Um, I So I first became aware of these because my niece was reading like just devouring them. And so yes. I would check out like two or three of them at a time and drop them off for her. And she'd be like, okay, I'm ready for the next batch. Just pounding right through them. Yeah. So, but I'd never actually sat down and read them until just this, for this podcast specifically. Agreed. Yeah. So I read the very first book in the series, which was Into the Void, I think it's called. Okay. Into the into the wild, into the wild. Yes, that was which it. sets it up, sets up the whole thing. And I'm glad that I did because the character Firepaw from that is a minor character in the one that right, we both read, right, right. which is the three volume manga series here. So you haven't read any of the straight up novels? No, Brave Lands is the only one I'm working on. I and, haven't, and I haven't read novels. any of the Warriors. Okay. I don't know what I was expecting, <laughs> but this was like. I read reading that first book. It is so serious, right? Like I, there's not a moment of lightness in that. I feel oh. like it is just like bump, 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 bump. <laughs> it's like if Watership Down was adapted into like a Cartoon Network series well, in the two sure. thousands. That's sure. what it feels like. Or oh or like gosh. if or like if Wishbone did the Shakespeare stuff, but Ooh. like legit but not did. like just the comedy but it was and like the, you know but it was like a passion project for wishbone where he's like, we're gonna do this and we're, we're gonna, gonna do, do it, it right. seriously because these cats are really ticked off at each other they are i just gotta tell you it is a serious thing it's very serious and i don't know what i was expecting 
I think I always assumed that they were more fantasy than oh, they are. Okay. Like, I guess I kind of thought that it was just like a whole cat world. It does kind of skew that way. Like, if you look at the titles yes. and stuff like that, like Into the Wild yeah. and, you know, Fire and whatever the other one is, yeah. you know, like I could see why on, on the surface yeah. it would be like, oh, this is a fantasy so skew. I was a little surprised to start reading Into the Wild and realizing that they are just like set in our world. Yeah. And the premise of that first book that really sets things off. And then I think there's prequels to it, but that into the wild is the one, cause I had to research a little bit to be like, what's yeah. the best one? Because I wanted to read a more recent one mm-hmm. to start with, but everybody was like, no, 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 <laughs> no, you fool. Go back to 2003 and read that first book. So this is one of those series that people are like, can I just pick up any old one? No, 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 no. Get I, this one first. I sort of think, if it's if it's got a warriors if warriors is like the series title mm-hmm. you have to start with into the wild but i think that you could pick up like you did with brave lands or whatever right. and be fine yes so i think as long as you're picking up the first and whatever like the main series is you're probably okay yes yes but i had to go back to the original here and just uh and just read this first one and something that drove me crazy about it was that the slur that like the you know, wilderness cats use for the cats who like are domesticated was kitty pet. Oh, isn't that the worst? Oh my gosh. I was, and they I used it so much in the did. graphics at least. Did they do it in the, yes. in the regular and novel I, too? Oh. I started listening to the audiobook of that and I just couldn't, I just, I mean, you'd be under the table if you did a drinking game for <laughs> kitty pets while reading that oh, because gosh. they say it every five seconds. It, so, it really was. And like a lot of the terms I yeah. understood, like two legs are humans sure. and, and the monsters were, you know, like cars and trucks yeah. and things like that. And so I understood a lot of their terms, but really kitty pet. Yeah. Like if you know that they're a pet, why couldn't they just be a pet yeah. or a kitty? Like yeah. is one not enough? Right. Why has it got to be both and <laughs> make it pet. really obnoxious? <laughs> kitty pet. Yeah. <laughs> so I kind of left that first book. I guess sort of appreciative of like what they're going for. Do you know what I mean? Like recognizing that it wasn't really for me. I understand (laughs) how, especially if you're coming in at that right age, you know, if you're, if you're like just kind of branching out of reading, like the, you know, the more younger, like coming out of picture books and things. Yeah. And you know, you're, you're the like 10, 12 year old, like this is so like legit and serious. Because it does have, I mean, they aren't, they aren't kittens, right? You know, like they are adult cats. <laughs> yes, you're right. I'm, I'm being very serious you right are. now, like yeah. warrior level serious. Yes, you are. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, so I mean, I guess it gives that upper elementary or middle school grade a, a younger feel. Yeah. But adult, almost. Yeah. You know, intentions. It's like they're they're fighting to survive, mm-hmm. and they're you know they're in their clan, and yeah. you know, like there are a lot of actual you know. It's a it's a real world yeah. in a lot of ways. So it was interesting. Yeah. No, I think that's true. And I think like I like I said, it was surprising to me that it was just set in our world. But I yes. think that is a good entry point, especially in the first book where you kind of start with seeing him as a pet. And boy, it sort of made me want to go and like release my cats in the wild <laughs> yeah, because it was talking about like, you know, how dry and drab the food was mm-hmm. and how they're just like they're warrior spirit is being tamed and they're stuck in this little like box and i was like geez but then there are there are the ones that are content yeah too. that's true yeah so, but I mean, they're like pitied yeah like, the, oh the yeah, warriors yeah, yeah. the warriors like you only live a half life like, kind of oh, thing geez, those, <laughs> those sheep is there one about sheep is there a series about sheep not yet not i yet. think there probably should be okay though. branch out on that yeah we need to include the farm animals in this but all <laughs> but all that to say i do get how this would capture can the imagination it. because it's also a very clear divide. Like, you know, everybody has that frame of reference, like a house cat versus like a barn sure. cat or something like that makes sense. Yeah. And so when you see like the nice, like soft house pet branch out and sort of everybody's kind of like, Oh, look at this idiot, you know, <laughs> and him being like, no, I'm going to prove myself like totally universal. Things. Absolutely. It, perfect sense. it really does. I think that I maybe liked the graphic novels more than you. Did you really? like them? Uh, not really. You didn't. Okay. I mean, they weren't painful to read mm-hmm. other than that whole kitty pet thing. Yes. Huh. But, uh, they weren't painful to read, but I wasn't hooked. Yeah. Well, that's fair. I wouldn't say that I was hooked, but I didn't like it. Was, I read them in three volumes. So Gray Stripes Adventure is like what the, uh, what the, you know, the overarching title for this is. And then they're, they're kind of split into sub 
categories because three volumes right is how they typically are um i wasn't like i finished the first one and i was like yeah all right give me the next one you sure. know it wasn't like when i finished the first book i was like okay good nice to be done with that this i was like yeah i'm gonna read all three of these i'm gonna see the story through so i had a relatively good time reading these I think I could have stopped at the end of one or two. And, and just, just kind of gotten like, the, all right. the vibe. Yeah. Like, well, I that get makes it. sense. That makes sense. I'm more of a graphic novel guy That's than true. you are. I, well, yeah, since I'm not a guy at all. And you, you know, <laughs> the uh, Dan Jolly, who writes these, um, does some pretty regular comic book work. I know that I've read okay. specifically for DC. He, he did a long run on Firestorm. And okay. I had read those. Uh, and so I do like his stuff. Uh, and I enjoyed it here. But the, the premise for these is you have Graystripe who had at one point been like a warrior, mm-hmm. but then was caught and, you know, domesticated, I guess, right. you know, brought into, you know, a house to be a kitty pet. <laughs> and so he makes a little friend there who is his like fellow kitty pet. And <laughs> <laughs> every time you say that, I just want to do the thing bit, too. Yeah. I die inside just a little. And so he wants to get back out. He wants yes. to like sort of homeward bound it back to the yeah, forest. Yeah, pretty much. And he's trying to convince, I don't remember her name. Millie. Millie. Trying to convince Millie to come with him on this journey. And she's kind of like, I mean, I'm good. Right. You know, like she She feels fine. She was very pliable. It was just like, do you want to go? Yeah, Yeah, why not? (laughs) Do you want to learn to fight? Sure. You want to hunt? Yep. All right. I guess. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, I mean, I'm comfortable here. And he's like, well, but I think we should go. And she's like, cool, cool, cool. All right. Let's do it. Let's do it. So they start this journey. And that's pretty much the first volume is them like leaving. And it's more challenging for Graystripe than he anticipates. I think he kind of yeah, thinks... he got soft. He did. Being a kitty pet. Being, yes. <laughs> he lost his killer instinct. And when he gets out there, they're like crossing streets and he's getting wet and everything. He doesn't have that same edge that he used to. So nope. he's, he has a bit of an existential cat crisis. He did. In the first one. Yeah. The second one... They're kind of mid-journey, and they come across a setup in a barn mm-hmm, where there's mm-hmm. a little, like, village of cats that have an uneasy situation. Like, they don't leave the barn. Right. Because the new owners of the farmhouse, after their owners passed away, they get relegated to the barn. The yep. new owners are not about these wild cats. And they set the dogs on them. Yeah. How awful the dogs was on that? Them. I know. And so uh, Millie and Graystripe, settle in for the night and they're like we can't take you in this is a delicate yep. balance they were like, Mm-mm, not but happening. they eventually do because millie gets injured running through the cornfield oh that's right that's right and so they take pity on them and they're like fine you can stay overnight well they know how to speak dog millie does that millie knows how to speak dog. because because she was a kitty pet <laughs> right. so she knew how to communicate yeah. with the dog and they're like can you teach us that yeah. it was like all this magic all yeah. of a sudden yeah and so they treat her eyes and they have a nice little vacation on this yeah. barn and they do make contact with the dogs and they basically are like, leave us alone. Right. Right. I mean, that's yeah. pretty much the Yeah. Millie's like, go away. We yeah. aren't running from you. And yeah. they were like, oh, yeah. Uh, okay. The, the dogs. Kind of. I mean, I, I puppy pets, I guess. <laughs> I guess. I guess that'd them. be what you, what you wanted to call the them. The puppy pets also pretty soft. And once one of the cats stands up to them, they're like, we don't need this crap. Yeah. But then, Goodbye. but then do you remember the littlest two legs? What happens? By the pond? <gasps> yes. Gray yes. stripe yeah. goes up acting all cute. Yeah. This fierce warrior goes up acting all cute to get the, the littlest two legs, like a toddler's yeah. attention so mm-hmm. that she doesn't fall into this pond. And the, the adults see, and they're like, oh, thank and you. And they correctly interpret. Exactly. Very I mean, quickly. They're like, wow, these kudos. mangy barn cats actually just <laughs> saved our child. Now they get free range and we sure. love them now. Yeah, that was, was a pretty a, little bow on that. It was. It was a very quick turnaround. <laughs> yes. Because those people had been very aggressive. Like yes, chasing like the spraying cats, them down like, yeah, and with setting the, the dogs yeah, on yeah, yeah. them. Yeah, it was pretty bad. So Graystripe kind of turned their situation around in that barn right, and right. created a whole peaceful family, it And seemed. Millie's kitty pet background suddenly... Not so silly. Helpful. It's yeah. helpful. It's helpful in this situation. <laughs> So the third one, they're going out. And, and now Graystripe is having like visions, right? Yes. Of like Firepaw, who is the main character from the first book. Yes. Kind of like calling him home, sort of? I thought it was more like telling him to keep going. Yeah. Like, I don't know if, because I felt, I thought it was part of the Star Clan now. Right. Right? Yes, the Star so Clan, like, yes. So like, like. 
that cat's dead now, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> but being like a guide, like, yes, yes. keep going. You can do this yes. kind of thing. That That's was right. that was that how I sense. got that. We didn't really in the in the in the novel that I read into the wild. Okay. We didn't get too much into like the more mystical elements. And I think I actually would have liked that. I think it would be a nice balance. I sort of feel like like I'm glad that I I'm glad that I read it because, you know, for this episode at least like it was good to really see like the true genesis of this right series. right <laughs> <laughs> sure so serious hey. um well, it, it does call for it but you i know? think that i would have liked one that was a little just like more all right we're fully doing this right you're in a weird mystical cat <laughs> world where everybody's pissed at each other and they have <laughs> magic powers you're apparently just going to have to pick up a different clan. I guess so. That was another thing. Like, I did feel a little out of the loop because, like, he was part of the Thunder Clan. Yeah. But there was, like, the Wind Clan. Yes. And there's the Star Clan, which are the the previous warriors yeah. who have passed away, kind yeah. of leading them on. And so it was like, I didn't have all the information. That was a little disappointing. Yes. But it was interesting to see, mm -hmm. too. So I don't know. So eventually... Spoilers! Spoilers! They do sort of reunite, and it's this big, grand, a million cats in the forest, yep, yep. and Grey Stripe is, like, finally home. So I think it was a pretty satisfying journey overall. <sighs> Can I put my feminist glasses on real quick? Yes. Millie was not a super strong character. That's true. As far as warriors go, she was a great warrior. Yeah. Good hunter. Yes. You know, she understood the need to, to hunt and mm -hmm. survive. But she also just like tagged along with Grey Stripe with yeah. like, all right, man, if you say we're going, we'll go. That's true. I can't talk to Duke. Fine. I won't talk to Duke. That's true. Like it wasn't it, it, a <laughs> whole nother level here. It was a very toxic relationship. Huh. Really? You're right. Like, That's a good point. I hadn't really even thought about that. I, I guess I just sort of accepted that one of them was, uh, you know, was the kitty pet. And one of that them might be like, what it's supposed well, to be. Yeah, but I but I can see more in it too. I no, I agree with you because she does. She's the one who gets injured, mm -hmm. you know. And while she does use her kitty pet skills, once when he falls in the river earlier, right in the first volume, she yes. kind of saves him there. Yep. And she is the one who talks to the dogs, mm -hmm. but she does still take more of like a subservient role. Yeah. It's like I mean, it's Gray Stripe's adventure. It's and not that makes Gray Stripe's sense. and Millie's adventure. But Gray Stripe doesn't have to be such a jerk about it either. No, you're right. You're and like right. in the last one, it made me crazy because he's like, I need to talk to Millie. I know I need to tell her how I feel. Yeah. And it's literally not until they're almost to the island where the Thunder Clan is yeah. that he's like, Millie, I want you to be my partner or yeah. my mate or whatever yeah. he calls her. And I'm just like, dude, yeah. like that was lame. Too, too and she's late. like, well, of course. Yeah, she's in. <laughs> You're right. It is kind of an old fashioned vibe with those <sighs> two because it might have been interesting if her sort of smarts like he thinks he's so scrappy but like yeah. she's clearly smarter and like maybe they could have played up that a little bit but then i guess that's also kind of a sexist trope too you know what i mean i just i mean all the things he could recognize it he could be like oh millie you're doing great hunting yeah. you're doing this but anytime that she was the stronger one in yeah. a situation he got all grumpy and true murf about yeah. it so i get i don't know yeah it, that rubbed me the wrong way just a little bit so, so this that is was, basically just grease is that yeah, what we're talking about? In the end, she's got to just completely change her personality to sure, fit in his just, world. Sure, just to fit in wow. for this one guy. Wow. Because why not? Yeah. Also kind of a little mer little mermaid-ish, I guess. Huh, I suppose. I'll give up yeah. my soft life as a kitty pet yeah. just to be with you. <laughs> just to be with you. Yep. <laughs> Who wants to be an undersea princess? Yeah. Gosh. Huh. Well, now you've <laughs> colored the Warriors manga Grey Stripes trilogy Oops. Uh, for me. No, that's okay. <laughs> it's a good point. Are you going to go the distance on Borderlands? I'll, I'll finish the first one of Bravelands okay. Brave and Land. see Brave see how I feel about it. Okay. But maybe that'll be one of those that yeah, I might as well pick up All the right. next one kind of thing. The only thing that I didn't mention about Into the Wild was my favorite part about it was <laughs> he runs into this cat that they call Yellow Fang because she's like... Old doesn't brush her teeth and gnarled yeah okay. she's got <laughs> yellow fangs and she's she was like cast out from one of the other clans and mm. so no one trusts her and That's so firepot i can't remember what his like pre-warrior name was but he protects her and then they're like well she's your problem now Ugh. and she's 
she's just like surly and difficult and i i liked that i was gonna say that's my kind of girl i guess yeah yeah (laughs) so i ended up kind of like that was the thing that got me through that book i was more interested i was like yeah yeah, yeah, those side characters he's transitioning from being a kitty pet what about this surly old broad like what's what's gonna (laughs) happen with her more about her yeah um i do want to i mean nobody else will see but they can appreciate okay a couple of things from these graphics okay um first in the first one when they're just thinking about leaving and they see, I think it's Duke. Was it Duke in the first one that kept, nobody ever beats Duke. Oh yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> there's <laughs> there's some decent voice scene. work. I Thank like you. that. I appreciate that. So Duke like pops out of a bush yeah. and they're like, oh no, we should go. And he's like, huh, huh, huh. Literally top right box up here. Oh, yeah. Like it's, it's like, huh, huh, yeah. yeah. And I was just like, oh boy, that's, that's, that's something. Duke. Man. If any tweens listen to this podcast, they're going to be so angry. <laughs> they will. And as then, angry as these cats. And then this, the, in the second one, they're in the barn and Millie's still healing. And yeah. Graystripe just comes in and she's like laying in this in this moonlight. Yeah. And he's like, the moonlight looks good on your fur. Mm-hmm. Like that's the opening thing. And I was that's like, his, dude. That's his pickup line. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this, this is inappropriate, that's an es- sir. That's an escalation. Those are, and wow. she's just like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, wow. Yeah. What am I reading right I now? There was no, an odd balance there. It, yeah, you're right. You're right. It's pretty Very serious. Odd. We keep talking about the pen names. Aaron yes. Hunter is what all of them are under. And it sounds okay. like editorially, they take a pretty heavy hand in making sure that from book to book, the series maintains uh, the same feel, which okay. I think is a cool thing to do. I think that makes but sense. So far... Uh, as at our time of recording, the authors that write under the name Aaron Hunter are as follows. Victoria Holmes, Kate Carey, Cherith Baldry, Insbali series, Tui T. Sutherland, Casey Widham, and Rosie Best, all write under the Aaron Hunter Man. pseudonym. Dan Jolly, who writes the manga, does not get the Aaron Hunter moniker, hmm. but... Just kind of, it's a it's a little bit of a weird thing to do. I mean, I guess you have to list an author, but even the right. uh, the mangas have like an introduction, like a personal introduction from Aaron Hunter, right? Which I think is kind of a weird thing to do if that's just not a person. Hmm. So I don't know. Interesting. It's helpful from a library standpoint because all the books just automatically go right together. Under Aaron Hunter, so yep. that's helpful. That is but a lot of writing, though. A lot. I know. I remember the film rights at one point were like purchase but i don't Uh think anything ever came of that and i also don't think there's ever been like a a tv series you would think it was just yeah naturally going to happen though yeah yeah i mean well there was an animorphs tv series that nobody (laughs) liked but there was don't say that eric might hear you (laughs) you're right wherever he is Eric uh, liked it. Yeah. That's all that mattered. No, actually, he didn't. He didn't? No. Oh, he was well, very I'm disappointed sure that was with the way they... It was. It was hard for him. He takes that kind of thing right, very hard. Nobody liked it. So there is, first. <laughs> there is a pretty serious website, uh, warriorcats.com, which has all sorts of stuff, links to the other books. It's a legit website. So if you're a fan, go check that out. Uh, there are short stories. Um, maybe someday there will be a film. We'll see. Uh, there's a play, apparently. What? Uh, by Victoria Holmes. Uh, well, which is one of her pen yeah. names. So. Yeah. Uh, and there's also 3D trading cards, yeah. a, a mobile app. It's just, this and is you know, a serious I mean, this dynasty. Is, this is 20 years old. Yeah. And I mean, she's still pumping new ones out. Like yeah. we have a brand new Warrior Cats book on our new shelf. Uh, again. Right now. She is a made up character. But well, yeah. somebody out this there, author. HarperCollins, is pumping out a new... Uh, well, it's kind of like V.C. Andrews, you know? Yeah. Like V.C. Andrews is writing new books 30 years after her death. Yeah, there you go. So <laughs> those, aren't even, those aren't even like subtitles. It's just like now... Or there's no like co-author listed. Right. It's just um, like, we're just all going to accept... Yeah, this is just a character. This is who this is now. Just as Aaron Hunter is yeah. uh, her own thing. It's kind of a cool website. So if you're a Warrior Cats fan or you don't know anything about Warrior Cats, check out this website, go. warriorcats.com. Huh. Do you think, you know, considering that your daughter just pounded through the Harry Potters, do you think this is a, a road she might go down or is it not her vibe? She read Into the Wild. She did. And okay. she enjoyed it, but she didn't catch the bug mm, either. Mm-hmm. That's not to say she won't she won't pick them up again at some point. I yeah. could see her enjoying it because she loves cats. Yeah. And, you know, it's got that action-y, serious kind of vibe. Yeah. So I could see her maybe getting back into it a little bit, but she didn't She didn't catch on last I, time. Yeah. I mean, I think my experience with it probably is, is similar to hers, even though I'm not a teenage girl. Well. 
I I wanted to read something in the world, and this was this right. was more about like the transition. Like I feel like Into the Wild maybe would have been better to do as like a prequel. You oh, know what I there mean? Like, you kind go. Of set the world and then go back. Because right. I think what you really want in this series, you're not going to get until book not two, from or that first probably one. book two at least. Yeah. But I wasn't particularly interested in like his journey. Yeah. And so I think maybe that was the reason why I didn't really get into it. So. That makes sense. All right. So <laughs> you just personally are not likely to revisit this world. Probably not. Okay. But you're going to finish Bravelands. Yep. And you think there's a chance that your daughter might read book two and see. I think see. there's a chance. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'd be kind of curious to know what happens. I'm not yeah. going to find out for myself. Yeah, no. But I would be kind of curious to know, like, once you're really into it. I think that's why, even even with uh, the Graystripe books, that's still a character on the outside trying to get in. Yep. So I've not... It sounds very similar to Into the Wild, it honestly. It's like, it's just ways. that journey back yeah. home, But I guess it's of, more because Graystripe home. has the past about this. Boy, we're really talking about this. I know. <laughs> Well, for how many books there are, there's a lot to say. So I sort of feel like even though like I read the novel and three graphic novels, sure. I don't fully feel like I've experienced the Warriors world. Am I talking myself into reading book two? I was just going to say, is this going to happen? It's close to me doing that. I don't I, know. I, if it shows up in your mailbox, I didn't have anything okay. to do with it. <laughs> purely coincidence. <gasps> what? Kate's going to be stalking my Goodreads <laughs> to be like, oh, he did it. He did it. My Goodreads has been slow lately. All right. oh, no, well, because too. of. I'm still recovering. Tales and Tales. I was, <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> I was talking about this with Allie a few episodes back when we were talking about fairy tales, but The Dutch House by Ann Patchett, so good. Really? It was the thing that got me out of my book funk. <gasps> it really was. Uh, okay. And audiobook by Tom Hanks. Oh, that's hey, that's a win. Yeah. Yeah, but that, that was the one that got me Dutch out. House. Anyway, I'll have to keep uh, that in the my summer list. reading program is we've got things going for all ages and we're right Ooh. in the thick of it now. Uh, Tuesdays on the Terrace is coming back. Uh-huh, All the uh-huh. things we had to skip last year. Oh, so many things. Happy to say <laughs> are, are back on. So yes. Music on the Lawn is already underway. Their first concert's already under their belt. And they've got they've got more throughout the month of July, early into August. Tuesdays on the Terrace is going solid. So come join us. Absolutely. What are you most excited about summer reading program-wise? Um, seeing people and yes. not looking at a computer screen. Right. But not comparing to last year. Uh, one that I'm always excited about is the Crafts for a Cause. Mm. I just love... That's such a great idea. Yeah. It really is. Well, and you know, we ask so much of our community, mm-hmm. and our community gives so much without being Definitely. asked, that I feel like for the kids of the community to see other people in need or just other people that they mm-hmm. could help and be like, hey, yeah. let me make something to help you out too. Yeah. That It's so much fun. We've got... Um, well, just, I mean, teaching empathy, you know right? what I mean? It's, like just it's a pretty simple thing this way. And, yeah. <laughs> We've got um, a lot of animal places coming this year mm-hmm. um we had allegheny county tnr with carrie <laughs> jeffords oh, from sure. belmont oh yeah um we're going to have the spca stop by we're going to have abby freeland animal sanctuary which yeah. i didn't know anything about until this year they're a big organization in angelica yeah um rescue pups from friendship this will be like their third time coming yeah. by oh yeah so and who am I missing? Oh, the Salvation Army uh-huh. is also going to going to be stopping by. So we're gonna we're gonna make crafts. Yes. What we do is I've you know kind of coordinated with other with these organizations and kind of figured out what their needs are mm-hmm. and what how I can make those work for small children to make right, something, yeah. which is always kind of a trick. Sure. Um. So like for the TNR, we just made little pipe cleaner creatures. Mm-hmm. The kids got a bunch of pipe cleaners, and that way the cats can play with them. It's a cheap easy uh, you know craft that we can make a zillion of mm-hmm. for the cats and then a zillion of for the kids too so you know it's always those little things we're gonna make tie blankets for some of them we're gonna make dog toys and i always try to have enough supplies so that the kids can craft something to donate and then something to take home cool. as well yeah, that's a great idea are Love we gonna it. have a time when there's actual animals yes. in the library? okay a rescue pups is supposed to bring pups yes. spca is going to bring something I they love it. they said they were going to um see what kind of interesting animals they had hmm. they said one year they had a ton of rats that had been somebody's pet okay pets and um so they ended up having some of those and they said they went like hotcakes like people just loved them just took the rats yeah just just really wanted rat pets um so they're going to bring something sounded like they wanted to bring something interesting Mm -hmm. um abby freeland didn't promise anything because they do a deal with wild animals so it's like possums and porcupines and squirrels (laughs) okay and i was like is there Anything you could bring because that would be so cool. Yeah. Another, not the crafts for a cause, but I am going to have Alfred State Equestrian Department. 
<gasps> really? Bring a horse? It's happening. Yes, it's happening. Yeah. And Kellogg's Alpaca Farm would oh. like to bring a couple of alpacas also. Oh, yes. So I'm super excited that about those exciting. because they're, I mean, how many things do we have where it's like, okay, yeah. more puppies, more kittens, which are always a win. Like, this don't is, get me wrong. This is reminding me of last year when we were desperately trying to come up with outdoor things. Because there was a couple of, of our like come and go events where we were like, what if we got a reindeer for Christmas? We really or like, what if we got almost a horse? did it. I know we did. And then we were like, oh, that would get so many people to come here, which normally is good. Exactly. But in 2020, that was like the, we were so worried that we were going to overdo it. But it's 2021 now, man. And we yeah. are, we just want yeah. you to come for your flooding the place the yeah, there you go. um oh another one that we do have that i'm excited about is Hit the me. tanglewood nature center okay they're going to bring lizards snakes and frogs oh i was like man we've got all sorts of furry fluffy kind of creatures yeah. i was like what about the Get scaly slime. slimy ones Let's do it so th- so they're gonna bring something a little different too um i'm gonna put our whole calendar on the web page though so oh, you can see when things are coming okay. up crest for cause are always wednesdays mm-hmm. and the i just call them tales and tales because people will be telling their stories yeah Typically about animals. Um, those are. <laughs> thank you. Sorry, you filled I, in for I me there. Do, or are we going? Womp, womp? <laughs> no, it's got to be a whoop okay, whoop now. Sorry. It's yeah. exciting. Yeah. Those are on Thursday afternoon. Uh-huh. So, and of course, our standard story times. We're doing movies on the front lawn on I Monday nights. So exciting that we could do that. So now. exciting. And sneak peek. We got a bigger screen. <gasps> we did. We did. So exciting. I'm so excited about Rather than about like this. lassoing that like 1980s projector screen did. to the We did that a few terrace. times. There were a couple times when I had to make a mad yeah. dash to like not squash it children. Yep. It wasn't really that heavy. Nobody yep. would have gotten hurt. No, but it might have flown away like a little it kite. It really could have. Yeah. It looked like a sail on a boat sometimes. Mm-hmm. So, you know, standby story times and the movies and... And, oh, I'm going to do some kid night crafts on Monday nights. Cool. We've got a couple of other things going on those nights, too. So yeah. so just keep your eyes open. Are Lots you, going on. Are you enjoying only having to do your own job versus your own job and it's, the teen job? It's been pleasant. <laughs> I won't lie. There have been a couple of times when I'm like, what I don't year. have to do the teen stuff. <laughs> like, year. it just hits me. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, uh, yeah. book two of Warriors is called Fire and Ice, and I've just that clicked. It. I've just clicked <gasps> want to read. So oh, look at that. I got to see it. I got to see it fully in, in action. Okay, you know? so but what if it hooks you now? Are you just going to read through the I whole just, thing? I got to be open to wherever the path <laughs> takes me. Well, sure. You know, that's that the is, thing. That is the Warriors, the Warriors code the there, Warriors I think. Way. <laughs> yes, it is. Okay, well, that sounds like a pretty exciting summer reading program. And I we hope do so. have a whole slew of things for teens and adults as well. So, Oh, and lunches. Come to the library. Yeah, that's right. Lunches every lunches, week. Lunches, July 6th through August 20th. Yeah. You 18 just, and under, you can get a free lunch from 1130 to 1230. That's right. Important distinction this year. Uh, you don't have to eat it on the premise. Ah, so, I didn't know that. Yeah. Great. So if you can't stay, you can just come and you pick up the lunch. If you you know have a kid with you, but you've got two more at home, you can take hey, the lunches to go. Oh, fantastic. So every, every day during that range that Kate said, just come to the library. We usually have programs going anyway. Every weekday, so right? Every weekday, Yeah, yes. so Monday through Friday. Monday through Friday. Perfect. So just come, pick up lunches, stay here and eat. we got plenty of yeah, tables. Yeah, we're, we're going to have we'd space. We'd love to have you hang out. But yard, if you can't, everything. bring them home with you as well. That's and great. And no charge. That's uh, provided yes, through the Wellsville free, School. free lunch from the school. So thank you very much to the school. All right. Uh, boy, on that note. On that exciting Man. note, I think that's going to do it for this week's episode of How's Things. Kate, as always, it was thanks quite for a coming journey, back. Man. Thanks You're for really having what? me. <laughs> there was a time, there was like a Nick pre-Warriors. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, <laughs> and so you're going to read I, Fire and Ice and then see where, see where the series yeah. takes you and yeah. we'll, we might have to revisit this. And I'm looking this. at tattoo options. It's going to be, it's <laughs> going to be a brand new world. <laughs> All right. Uh, Tales and Tales. Whoop, whoop. All right. See you next time. <laughs>